This is a reminder you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Welcome back, everybody. It's Encounter with God time. We're about to get into our Bible study. Before we do, we have the we have the quiz that has me stumped. It does, but I think I think this one might get it for you. All right. All right. Clue number four. It was here at this city that Jacob used a stone as a pillow. Oh, its yes. name begins with the letter B, and that is in the clue. Uh, so I'm obliged to give it. But uh, yeah, it, it was in this location, in this city, that Jacob used a stone as a pillow, and it begins with the letter B. If you know what the answer is, give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That is uh, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or send us a text at 0491-064-669. And if you're the first person with the correct answer, we will be sending you a copy of your story hour. And the double prize is still up for grabs because Lyle is yet to get it. He had a guess and he was close. But that is not the correct answer. Not ah, yet. I just got it. I just got it. I just got it. <laughs> I just got it. It just came to me, but I can't so do it. So if you can get it between now and the next time we give a clue. <laughs> yeah, that gives you a bit of time then, to do, uh, do some research. Indeed. Yeah. You'll have the your story hour coming your way. I should have had this one on the second clue, but I did not. Now that now it's now it is all obvious. Indeed. But anyway. Okay, you've got uh, you've got an encounter with God first section to come up with the answer, and you'll get double prizes. Good luck. Okay, where are we in? It? We're up to our Bible study time, and we are going to we are looking this week. Uh, we're looking at the, our subject is because we're doing a subject at the moment rather than a book of the Bible. The origin and nature of the Bible. Yesterday we were looking at uh, the written word of God. Today we're going to look at. Look at the parallel between Jesus and Scripture. And our first verse that we're going to is John chapter 1 and verse 14. So let's turn over there very quickly. John chapter 1 and verse 14. While we're turning there, I just want to remind everybody that the uh, that we will be here on Saturday morning live. <coughs> live broadcast Saturday morning right here in the studio between 9.30 and 10.30 for live small group uh, Bible study. You can call up, you can interact, you can make your comments, you can uh, share with uh, Matt Parra and myself as we share the Word of God together. It's going to be fun, it's going to be amazing, and for those of you who are missing having a live interactive uh, Bible study experience, this is the place to do it right here on Faith FM. So that's John chapter 1 and verse 14, please. Okie dokie. It says, So the Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Okay, so we've got a parallel here between Jesus as the Word and the Scripture as the Word. We have one that is the written Word of God and one that is the living Word of God. We did talk about this a little bit last week, and we actually delved into it somewhat on Saturday morning. But let's think about some of the parallels that we have here. First of all, the written word of God comes to us how? In, as is the form of the Bible. In the form of the Bible. And uh, <clears throat> how does God give us the Bible? 
in different parts put together to make a book. Yes, but he does it through... Oh, through the storytelling or through the stories and, and, and prophecy and what other people have to say. And those people are... Prophets. Prophets. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll get there. All right, so here's what we've got. We've got the written word of God. Yes. Which comes to us through human beings. Through, yeah. So God works through human beings. Yep. And each one of those human beings brings their own flavor and their own, uh, own flair, I guess, their own writing style yes. to how they present the mm. word of God because they write as they are moved by the Holy Spirit and every word of the Bible is a, it, it comes from God. But the the, the the clue here and the and the parallel is that the written word comes to us from God through humans to us. Yeah. Now let's think about the living word. The living word is Jesus Christ, who comes from God, who is God, and comes to us through humanity, through Mary, to a human being, to to each one of us. And so the same, God uses the same format to bring us the living word as he does to bring us the written word. Indeed. So there's a number of parallels here that we can uh, look at as we consider <coughs> uh, what, you know, how God came to us. You know, Jesus came to us in as, as a man in time and space. Indeed. Um, specific time, specific place. He, a place and, and time that was prophesied previously. Yes, that's right. Absolutely. And he never ceased to be God. This is a very important point. Jesus never ceased to be God. But the point that goes right along with that, which is just as important, is that while he never ceased to be God, he never used his own divine power. No. He lived his life entirely as a human being. He did nothing... By drawing on his own divine power. Uh, if he had done so, then he would not have been a an example for us. You know, you think about it. We know that God can do supernatural things. We know that God can overcome sin. We know that God can live a righteous life. It doesn't prove anything if God comes down here and does that, right? No. It only is an ex- it becomes an example for us if God comes down that, lays aside his divine power and says, yes, I've got that divine power. I can take it whenever I want. What about the miracles that, that Jesus performed? Were were they not divine powers? Not his. Ah, oh, I see. They yeah. were powers. Because Jesus was not the only one that performed that performed miracles. Absolutely. So I think by him coming down, he, he demonstrated, well, not just by him coming down and performing miracles, but by him performing miracles and then other people performing similar miracles. I think that's what really showed that uh, th- that God's power comes through us. Go to John chapter 14. John 14. Uh-huh. And what verse would I be looking for? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Okay, we'll find it in a minute. <laughs> I will get there. Uh, let me see. John chapter 14 and top right-hand corner of the page on my Bible. <laughs> okay, verse 12. Okay, that's not the top right-hand page. That's not... Okay, so uh, verse 12, it says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Okay, so here you've got a promise where... Okay, so Jesus did some pretty incredible miracles, right? Absolutely. But what is the promise that you find right here? What does it actually tell us? It tells us that, that we too can do those incredible things. Absolutely. So is there anything that Jesus did that we cannot do? No. Are we doing it ourselves? No. 
who is doing it when when we do it? Mm-hmm. Like when Peter and John raise the lame man to to uh, be able to walk again. When uh, Paul raises, um, I mean, physically from the dead. Physically, we are the people that are there. Yes, but we are having God's power work through us. Yes, and that's the key right here. Um, and you know, it's like John Jesus says in John chapter ten and verse thirty-two. Jesus answers them, "Many good works have I showed you." And here's the key thing: He says, "From." My Father. Yes, indeed. For which of these good works do you stone me? That's the question that Jesus asks to the Pharisees. And so Jesus makes it very, very clear that when he is on this earth, he is not doing these works himself. No. It is the Father that is doing these works through Through. him because he is here to live an example for us and to show us how we can can, uh, live our lives uh, you know, if I do not the works of my father, believe me not. You know, just in John chapter ten, th- verse uh, thirty-seven, and <clears throat> chapter ten, chapter fourteen, verse ten. Believe uh, you not that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that lives in me, He does the works. Indeed. So the Bible is really, really clear on this issue that Jesus did not do any of His miracles through His own power. Mm. He could have, and he mentions this on occasions. Mm. He's like, you know, I could snap my fingers and, you know, 10 legions of angels would turn up right now. Yeah. That power was available to him because, you know, he was God. Absolutely. But he never, ever touched it himself. He always used the same power that is available to you and I. I know that there's been times when I've had a minuscule, a minuscule fraction of, of power, um, and it's, it's even for me, it's been it's been hard not to be tempted, and I've been tempted to use similar power. You know, I've I've got uh, five younger brothers. Ah, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna speculate here that you may be understating um, your abuse of power <laughs> on odd occasions, maybe oh, one or two. One or two. <laughs> I love my brothers dearly. Uh, absolutely, that's fantastic. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. You see, I'm I'm a younger brother, and there is this verse in the Bible that does say that brothers were born for adversity. Yeah, I'll believe that. And, and, and competition. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. You know, one of these days, I'm going to get one of your brothers on the phone, and I'm going to ask him has 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 Liam ever has he Liam ever you know overstepped his uh, his power as being the older brother? Absolutely. We, 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 we might not. hear the other side of the story. <laughs> oh no, I'm I am what what I when I tell you're the model older brother. Whenever right? I talk to my mother about or talk to mum about how I, I I'm a very humble type of guy. I say, mum, I'm obviously. The perfect child. Yep. I was, uh, you know, nothing wrong with me. Absolutely. I am the pristine when it comes to your children. Of and, course. Uh, Naturally. Yeah, absolutely. I am Naturally. I am number one, uh-huh. and I make sure that my brothers remember that. Uh, <laughs> I, I was first out, and um, yeah, they, they will never take they're, place. They're, they're, they're never going to catch no, up. No, absolutely not. They're never going to catch up. No, no, no. 
No, no, no. Ah, yes. Just so much, just dripping with humility here this morning, Liam. It's uh, it's, it's, it's good to what know. What can I say? I'm a humble guy. <laughs> okay, if one of Liam's brothers is listening right now, can you give us a call, please? 1-800-324-843. We need to, uh, we need you to call in and set the record straight for us here a little bit. But uh, we also do need to get back to our Bible study, which is uh, looking at the uh, at Jesus as being the living Word of God. And Jesus, came, as the living Word of God, came to be our example. Um, and so it's a little bit like this. It's, it's one thing to read a story. It's Indeed. another thing to see a story. Indeed. And you have this situation where, you know, some people respond really well to visual some people respond really well to audio, and your audio responders love to read a book because when they read a book, there is this amazing visual picture that comes up in their mind. Indeed. And then you have others who uh, love to watch a story, and so some people read books, some people watch movies, and um, the Bible is kind of gives you both. Mm. And the way it gives you both is it gives you the written word. That's the book. You get to read the book. And the good thing about it is you get to read most of the book first. Yes. um, But not all of it. And then because a picture speaks a thousand words, God's like, okay, I'm going to give you a picture. Yeah. And so Jesus is here for 33 years. And in that 33 years, uh, he he gives to us a, a living picture. And it is definitely worth... You know, every day of that, every moment of that is worth a thousand words. Indeed. And we, of course, have the written record of that. And so we can we can see what God says, and then we can see what God does. Mm. And so this is why one of the reasons why Jesus came to this earth. It wasn't just as a sacrifice. It was much more than a sacrifice. It was a revelation of God. Um, it was a picture of God. It was something that we would be able to see and relate to and to understand, um, and yet to you know, as as the Bible writers say, He was here. We touched Him. We felt Him. Indeed, you know, He was a real person. Okay, so let's go back to uh, our Bible study here. Let's now go to John chapter two and verse twenty-two. So a bunch of verses coming from John on this subject. And John probably speaks more about it than anybody else. So John 2, verse 22, please, Liam. Okay, this story comes from when Jesus cleared the temple. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered he had said this, and they believed both the scriptures and what Jesus had said. Okay, now that's interesting because you've got both aspects here, don't you? Yeah. You've got what Jesus said, and you've got what the scriptures said. Yes. And so they are working together and they are kind of like a corroborative uh, um, resource. Mm. You're looking at your phone and shaking your head. Yeah. I just got a message from mum. <laughs> oh, 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 you just got a message from mum. Can I, can I see what your mum just, what, what Liam's mum had to say? Uh, no, look, she, she said, I, I asked her, you know, which boys are at home. And she said that the four younger ones, four of the five younger boys at home, but she said that the one that is really needed, I'm lucky, isn't at home at the moment. Okay, all right. You're off the hook this time. But, you know, you know it's still... It still could happen. We'll see how we go. You're off the hook. You're, you should be. You should be breathing a sigh of relief, Liam. You should be breathing a sigh. No, of relief. I, well, no, because I know I wasn't thinking of that brother, but she's right. That one probably does have the. <laughs> he can give some balance to the conversation. Oh my! Oh yeah, he could. <laughs> yeah. All right, John chapter eight. 
John chapter 8, verse 31, 32. <laughs> John chapter 8. All right. Here we 31 go. and 32. It says, uh, just a moment. Uh, so John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32 says, uh, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you're faithful, if your main faith. Oh, hang on. I misread that. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Okay, so here you've got Jesus uh, speaking to his disciples and outlining, okay, this is this is how you uh, be a disciple is by following my teachings, by following my example, by living after my life, by patterning your life after mine. And this is really what it means to be a Christian. Yeah. And this is why Jesus goes on to say, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. You know, you may not totally understand every aspect of it, but this is a formula for life. It is the best formula for life that there is. And regardless of whether you believe in God or not, if you live a Christian lifestyle and live according to Christian ethics, it is the best way to live. Now, of course, if you add God into that equation, then it becomes just infinitely better than Indeed. we could even, you could even begin to imagine. If this is something that you've you've never tried, you've never never given it a go. I need to encourage you today: just give it a go. Give your life to Jesus Absolutely. Christ. Absolutely, make Him central to your life, and the transformation that that will cause, the changes that it that it will bring, will be absolutely mind blowing and astounding for you. Mm. It will dramatically change everything that uh, that you you know and understand uh, about you know living a, a good life and experiencing freedom. Indeed. Okay, let's look at another passage here. John chapter eight. Did we do that one? John eight already. Where are we? Up to? Uh, we are. We just yeah, did we just John chapter one. eight. So and John, we are now moving John to John chapter seven, seventeen and verse seventeen. seventeen. That's the one. Uh, exactly which really says, uh, "Here we go." John chapter 17, verse 17 says, Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Okay. What is Jesus' prayer for us? Jesus' prayer for us is the truth. Yeah, and to make us what? And to make us holy by his, by the truth. Absolutely. And so God's desire and the purpose of Christianity is to be holy. Indeed. That's what it's all about. And this is why Jesus came and lived his life, to set us an example, to show us how it could be done. Um, and as we pattern our life after Jesus' life, that's how we draw closer to God. As we experience his forgiveness and cleansing in our lives, our sin is taken away, we're filled with his Holy Spirit, and then we are given the power that we need to be able to live a holy life in the same way that he lived a holy life. Let's look at some other passages on this one because this is a, a critically important subject right here. So let's go over to Philippians. Philippians. We're going to have a bit of a Bible study here. If you are driving, you might not want to be flipping the pages right now, but if you're not, then pull out a Imagine Bible. Imagine where they are pull out your in phone. an imaginary <clears throat> Bible. And let's go to Philippians chapter 2. One of my favorite passages, really, that we have right here. Can you start for us in verse 5? And I'm looking for the verb in this verse. I can indeed. You must have the same attitude that Jesus Christ had. Ah, your, your translation doesn't have a verb in it. It doesn't. Let me read you from my translation, because my translation is different. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Right. The, the verb here is the word let. Yes. That's your action word. Indeed. 
Okay, so what is our job? What is our role in uh, becoming like Christ right right here? To allow him into our lives and into our heart. Absolutely. Um, another way of, of describing that, a way that Christians often use, is to use the word surrender. Indeed. And surrender is one of those words that you know we kind of avoid because it's like, well, that's when you just put up your hands and give up. But for a Christian, surrender means something totally different because that's when you put up your hands and say, Jesus, please take me and make me yours. Mm. And for a Christian in a Christian context, this is where a Christian finds power. This is where a Christian becomes a different person. This is where a Christian experiences conversion. Yes. This is, you know, because, you know, in a worldly sense, surrender is the point at which you lose power. Yeah. For a Christian, surrender is the point at which you gain power. Indeed. And so a lot of non-Christians, they don't really understand that. And they, they look, oh, Christians believe in surrendering, surrendering to God, surrendering to somebody else. That's, you know, that, why would we do that? Anyway, this is uh, Katie Gustafson.
back to the breakfast show. We have come to one of the last clues for the quiz, by which, by which uh, yes, that is correct, Lyle. So Lyle has the correct answer. He finally, it finally clicked into his head, and I will give you another clue to see if you can get it. Here we go. Jacob was in this city when he had a dream where a stairway or a ladder reached to heaven. So which city was this that Jacob was? Remember all the previous clues we've given? What city is this? If you know which city it is, please give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That is 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or you can send us a text at 0491-064-669. And of course, if you are the first person in with the correct answer, we will be sending you a copy of the Story Hour. There you go. We were in... uh Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 when we went to the break where the Bible says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And we were mentioning the difference between um, the, 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 the use of the word surrender for in a human context compared to a spiritual context. And in the human context, when you surrender, that is the point at which you lose power. Yeah. In the spiritual context, that is the point at which you gain power. Indeed. So this is one of the reasons why people who are you know don't have a really good grasp of Christianity sort of look at Christians who surrender their life to Christ and they're like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Because they don't realize what is going on. It's like, why would anyone want to lose power? Well, we're not doing that because we're losing power. We're doing that so that we gain power. Indeed. Because that's when we gain the power that we're Jesus no longer. Had. We lose power of. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, here we go. Try and. <clears throat> You might need to back to sort out my words from this, but we lose our own power and gain the power from God. Yep. So we, we allow God to control our lives. Absolutely. All right, so let's continue reading through this uh, particular passage. The Bible says, Let this mind or surrender yourself to Jesus Christ. Allow his mind to come in you. And then for us, verse 6, please. Of Philippians chapter 2. Yep. It says, Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Okay. Let me read it from this one. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Robbery is an interesting word. It is indeed. And, and I, I, th- I think both these translations have an interesting uh, slant on it because yours is like he didn't cling to his divinity. No. He laid it aside. He didn't touch it. You know, he could have clung to it even when he was here on this earth. And it's like, no, I can, I can, I can use my divinity anytime it was a I want. part of his never, life ever, that he had to... Did. He had to separate from what he was doing. He had a goal. He had a task, and he was committed to that task. Okay, so the other the other aspect that comes through my translation is is where it says that he did not think it was robbery to be equal with God, and so this is this translation is really bringing out his equality with God and the fact that he was totally one hundred percent God and never ceased to be God. Indeed, uh, in that. You know, for Jesus to stand there in front of the, you know, the Pharisees and say, before Abraham was, I am. Yeah. To use the I am, to proclaim himself as the, as use the tetragrammaton, to proclaim himself as the great self-existent ruler and creator of the entire universe, you find that that was not identity theft on his part. No, it wasn't. It's exactly who he was. He wasn't using that power, but it's who he was. Yeah. Okay, so um, next verse, please, Lim. Uh, oh, chapter 7. Yep. Uh, sorry, verse 7 verse of seven. chapter 2. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave. 
and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. Okay, that's really clear. He gave up his divine privileges. Yeah. And he became a human being. He was born in human form. Yeah. So he laid all of that aside. Mine, it says he made himself of no reputation. You know, God has the ultimate reputation. There is no one who has a bigger reputation than God. God's name is used more than any other person's name on earth, usually in the form of blasphemy um, and profanity. But that's because of the size of his reputation. Indeed. And Jesus laid aside all of that reputation. The Bible says that, you know, he didn't look any different. He wasn't, he wasn't, you know, he didn't come down as some glowing being or he wasn't somebody who was incredibly attractive to look at. He just looked like a normal, average human being. Indeed. And, uh, you know, even by today's standards, he was probably kind of short. Because human beings in that day, would have been like the rest of them, were short. Yeah. Much shorter than what they are now. And so, you know, if we if we saw Jesus as he was, we'd think, well, he looks, you know, kind of short. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I reckon he was But a- if he was our height yeah. in that era, he would have stood out. Yeah. And he didn't stand out. So no. I'm gonna go with uh, this is my opinion. I'm gonna go with him being kind of short. One of my opinions is that I reckon he was a pretty fit dude. I reckon Oh yeah, absolutely like a, a carpenter constantly working. Oh, of course. I reckon had he not been as humble as he was, had he have been the 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 person or the the, I reckon he he could have had in if he got yeah I don't know how to put this. Well, let me just put it this way. <laughs> let me put it this way. In his era, all peasants were incredibly fit. Yes. So I've been to places in, uh, say, for instance, the Solomon Islands where people live 100% traditional lifestyles. Um, you know, the young lady that was there that we brought out for medical attention had never seen any form of motorized transport no. uh, whatsoever at all, and um, except for airplanes that fly over at you know, significant altitude. And so these are all very new things for them. There was nothing from the outside world in their village apart from the steel blades on the machetes. That was it. Wow. Um, so 100% traditional lifestyles. And these were the most ripped, lean, muscular people I have ever seen. Mm. You know, it was a seven-hour hike from the end of the four-wheel drive track to get into this village. And most people never came out. It's like, why, why would they bother? And so most people had never been out. Of course, the village chiefs and so forth, they'd been up to Honiara, you know, on numerous occasions, all that kind of thing. But um, there were a lot of people there that, you know, particularly the women folk, who'd never been out of the valley, never been out of the village. And, you know, for instance, we're unloading stuff out of the out of the back of the four-wheel drive, and I'm just sort of, you know, I load this big box of food, and I'm like, man, this is going to feel heavy after seven hours of hiking. And this little 12-year-old girl comes up and like, oh, me carry, me carry. I'm like, okay, you know, because I will let you carry it for the first 100 meters. Um, and then when you're really tired, I will take it off you, which because I'm used to, you know, Western kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, then loaded up my backpack and off we went. Well, I never caught up to her. No. <laughs> You know? Absolute troopers. She, she'd be waiting with her friends, which were all loaded up you yeah. know, exactly the same way. They'd be all swimming in the river waiting for us, and we'd catch up, and they'd pick up their gear and keep going. It's like, yeah. what is wrong with these guys? And there's another guy who looked like he was the age of my father who carried a, a, a you know, a, a, 
a 30 kilo backpack all the way up the mountain and you know you're going up tracks where there actually kind of is no track there's just a couple of toe holds and i'm going up you know i'm literally climbing from one route and one toe hold to the other and he's just sort of dancing his way up there on his on his on his toes like boom 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 you know and this is after 5 hours of hiking into the mountains through tropical jungle and you want to see people that are ripped yeah yeah so you talk about Jesus being if they came fit, if they came to the Western the world, then I, I think they would be quite popular. Yeah, um, amongst the people, the younger people looking for a partner, quite possibly. Anyway, um, Jesus was nothing special to look at. He was just like any other average human being. He had no particular reputation. In verse eight, it says, "And being in found being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross." And yeah. this is the really critical point that I want to end, to end with right now. As we head into the Easter break, let's remember that Jesus humbled himself. He became obedient to the death, even the death of the cross, so that we can receive salvation. He became a human being so that he could be our example. Let's take this Easter break as a time not to just you know get a whole bunch of things done around the house, but to particularly remember the great sacrifice that Jesus made on Calvary for each one of us.
here at Faith FM want to encourage you to share God's love with those around you, to stay positive and to stay connected in this virus season. Check on your neighbours, especially elderly neighbours, as they may be unable to visit the shops or see family due to quarantines. A note under the door or a letter in the mailbox works too if you want to maintain your distance. Little things like this make a huge difference to someone who might be struggling to get by. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Forgiveness. It's easier said than done. But there's a program called Forgive to Live, designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness. So if you're keen to take that first step, head to forgivetolive.org.au.
I was Sam Robson. I need the every hour. You're listening to The Breakfast Show, and we have uh, come to the end of our show, which means we're going to... No, we haven't come to the end of We've our show. We've got one last... We're not going to give something away for free yet. Not yet we are going to give something away for free, if you can answer if this question. Can. This is the last clue, all right? The last clue. If you can't get it with this one, if you've never answered a quiz before, this is your chance to do it. This is a chance to you can say, you know what? You know what? This is my time. This is my time to shine. Time to shine. So, I am either Babel... Bethel or Bethlehem. If you reckon you want to have a crack at one of those, give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or send us a text at 0491-064-669. And, of course, if you are the first person in with the correct answer, we'll be sending you a copy of the My Story Hour DVD. All right, so give us a call right now if you know the answer, 1-800-FAITH-FM. And right now we're up to question of the day Question of the day. All right. The question today is, how can I guarantee my prayers will be answered? You know, that is a question that has the simplest ever answer. You can guarantee your prayers are going to be answered by praying them. Indeed. The moment that you pray them, they are going to be answered. Now, the problem is that we always look for an instantaneous answer. Yeah. And so... The fact is that God is either going to answer with no, indeed, wait, or yes. Yeah. And even when he says yes, that does not mean that, you know, it's going to be right now because the the, 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 the answer could be wait. So if we look at a good, really good example, we think about Daniel, one of the few people in the Bible uh, against whom there is no recorded sin. Obviously sin because the Bible says all have fallen short, but very righteous man and, and upheld as an example in a number of different places in the Bible. But if we go to Daniel chapter 10 as an example, there's a really great example you've got right here where uh, Daniel begins to pray and fast for three or four weeks in verse 2. And he's praying for the release of the Jewish people to go back who were in in, uh, captivity in Babylon to go back to the promised land. Indeed. Um, And the Bible says, if we come down a few verses, in verse 12, Gabriel speaks to Daniel and said unto him, Don't worry, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to chasten yourself before God, your words are heard, were heard, and I have come for your words. So God here is, I mean, Gabriel here is super clear that the moment that Daniel prayed, his prayers were heard. And so if you want your prayers to be heard, you simply need to pray them. And so Gabriel goes on, he says, I came for your words. He continues on in verse 13, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. So Gabriel comes to work on the Persian king Cyrus's heart to let the Jewish captives go. But there is a conflict that there is take, that is taking place. There is a battle taking place here. And for 21 days, Gabriel is not winning. No. But then Jesus Christ turns up, and when Jesus Christ turns up, and this is the key right here, is that um, our prayers, you know, enable God to be able to intervene. They give God that that opportunity that God may not have had, because now God can say, well, you know, can 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 do away with all of Satan's objections and say, well, I'm I'm actually here by invitation, and so Satan, you have no argument to say that I shouldn't be here and intervening and interfering in this situation because it's not yours, it's my situation to deal with. 
And so you've got a whole uh, scenario taking place. You get this little bit of behind-the-scenes view right here. So, if, you know, if you've got somebody like Daniel, one of the greats of the Bible, who prays and nothing happens for three weeks, why do we freak out when we pray and nothing happens for three weeks or longer? There is a great controversy out there. We need to remember that. And we also need to remember that if we uh, continue praying and that if it is necessary, God himself will come down to this earth in answer answer to our prayers. That's exactly what happened here in chapter 10. You've got other examples in the Bible of, for instance, Paul who was ill. And three times he prayed for healing. And this is somebody who has, you know, uh, healed through the power of God many, many, many people himself. And he prays for his own healing. And God says no. Mm. So sometimes sometimes God says no. And we need to be ready to be surrendered to God, to accept God's answer, whatever that answer might be. And if we pray for a Ferrari today, don't expect to be one sitting in the driveway by the time you get home. This is Camille Gendi with Everything. Mm-hmm. What I have 
So now we've come to the end of the show. Now is the point when yes. we get to give something away for free. I nearly announced it a moment ago. I was too excited to give something away for free. We're, we've got a good one today, I tell you what. Uh, we're hanging out to give this away all day. We are. This morning, the thing that we're giving away is a book by Nina Atchison, Atchison called As Light Lingers, Basking in the Word of God. So if you would like to get your hands on this, the copy of this book... Uh, and you are the first caller through on 1-800-324-843 or either by text 0491-064-669. If you're the first person to uh, call in and request the book, we will happily send that away to you for free. Absolutely. So give us a call right now. 1-800-324-843 is the number or text us on 0491-064-669. Don't forget that this Saturday morning, we will be right here. Small group interactive Bible study happening between 9.30 and 10.30 for all of those of you who may be missing having that kind of uh, worship experience on the weekend. We want to be able to provide it for you. So please do join us. Please do call us and share your thoughts on the Bible study for the week. Uh, We would love to hear from you right there. And of course, we like to encourage people to study the Bible in any way or in any format that they can. You can do my Bible study course, which is called The Prophetic Code, uh, through the Discovery Center. Once again, give us a call on 1-800-324-843, and we can set that up for you. It's a great thing to do during this time of corona lockdown. Don't forget, friends, as always, to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ today. God be with you till we meet again. Gone on a journey to the promised land. I heard of Jesus, God's only Son. It wasn't something that came and gone. He picked me up and changed my life. But sometimes life.
For being part of the Faith FM family, join our community on Facebook or get in touch on 1-800-FAITH-FM. Have you ever felt joy deep inside your soul? Have you ever felt a love that never would grow cold and Trumps no matter what may come And the patience of a high school teacher <laughs> There's a place we're going to There's a place with all those attributes And there's a place where all our longings are fulfilled Missing peace in the puzzle is filled Oh 